before we get started with today's episode here, I just wanted to inform everybody that following this little introduction bit is a spotlight of the podcast I do over on my Patreon, and it's called My Other Podcast. What that means, of course, is that if you're one of my patrons, you got the episode a month ago. If you aren't one of my patrons, I like to do these little spotlights every once in a while just to point out what you're missing when you're not over there. And the last time I did this, I didn't offer up any kind of explanation. I just put the episode out there and hope that y'all weren't too confused when it started. But really, I actually do explain all of this when we get into the episode, so I'm not really sure why I'm doing it now. I guess since the patrons got the episode a month ago, I just wanted to make sure that they got a little something new on top of something old. But really, the only thing new to you patrons is just this dumb bit here, so I... I probably shouldn't have bothered. Anyway, here we go with my other podcast, episode number 150, Transformers Back to the Future number one. This episode originally published on October 9th, 2020. Enjoy. I started a new job today trying to bring in a little extra money, you know, this whole pandemic thing and my wife isn't working and so we're we're a bit behind and So I need to go out there and try to earn a little extra scratch. So I went to work for this local factory that makes coins. It's pretty neat. They got machines all over the place and there's just coins coming out of everything. And I was given the job of running one of these machines. But within moments of me starting, the machine just shuts down. And I go through all the different procedures. They give me a book. You know, I went through training. They told me all the levers I have to push. And sometimes the machines can be kind of temperamental and pushed all the buttons and I unplugged it and plugged it back in and cleared the the space where the coins come out of. And it just, it just wouldn't come back on. And so they ended up just sending me home for the day. They said, they're going to work on it. Maybe tomorrow it'll be up and running. You can come back then. And I don't know, I've just been sitting around all day thinking about this machine and how it doesn't work. And frankly, it just doesn't make sense. Welcome to another episode of My Other Podcast. My name is Stephen. What's up? What's up, folks? I'm a little excited today because I have got what turned out to be a fairly wonderful book to talk about. I thought it was going to be wonderful, and it turned out to be pretty delightful. Pretty delightful. Now, I want to announce to you, my patrons, my my loyal peeps, that this is going to be another spotlight episode that I'm going to play over on Just Another Fanboy. It's going to be about a month before it lands over there. So if you're a patron and you're listening to this through Patreon, for you, this is episode number 150, which released on October the 9th. If you're listening to this for the first time through Just Another Fanboy, then this is episode number 136, which released on November the 12th. Both of those are from the year 2020, folks. If you're listening way in the future for the first time, future listener, what's it like in the future? You know, it's funny that we're talking about the future. I didn't mean to. I'm not that clever because the book we're talking about today has something to do with the future. So let me explain to you what we have going on with this episode. For For the patrons, you understand. For those of you who are new, you may not. Once a month over on the Patreon, I allow 
I allow, listen to me, I'm, I'm sounding like I'm a lord. I allow folks to choose. I, I go through every month and look at all the comics that are coming out. I don't buy a lot of new comics. If you listen to just another fanboy, then you know I talk about old comics quite a bit. But I do like to purchase the odd new comic now and again. And so I take some of the money that I get through my Patreon and I go through each month and look at all the books that are coming out. And I look at ones that I think look interesting and I pick two or three of them. And then I go over onto the Patreon and I say, all right, here's the books that I'm thinking about getting this month. Pick one. And then y'all folks over on the Patreon, you vote. And the one that gets the most votes, that's the one I buy. I usually don't buy the others. That's the one I buy. And then I talk about it on my other podcast. It's kind of like a book of the month. It also allows the folks on the Patreon after they voted, if they want to buy the book as well and get it read and follow along with me, then that's just more of the fun. So if you're listening to this through just another fanboy and you want to join in on the fun, it's a dollar a month to become my patron. You can pay more if you want, but the minimum is a dollar a month. And you can get that over at patreon.com slash Stephen are or the link will be in the show notes not only do you get my other podcast every single friday you're also going to get exclusive access to our private facebook group if you do the facebook thing you're also going to get just another fanboy when available you'll get it early at least the day before everybody else i don't i can't promise that's going to happen for every episode because it doesn't but i do get it ready to go a couple of days before release fairly often. All right, enough of that. Enough of the salesmanship stuff. Let's talk about the book that we picked for October. This is Transformers Back to the Future number one, a Transformers Back to the Future crossover from IDW. This released on October the 7th, 2020. It was written by Kevin Scott with art by Juan Samu. Now, let me let me just read you the quick blurb here. Great Scott! It says, Marty McFly has just returned from the adventure of a lifetime to a new, better Hill Valley. Everything's looking up for him. That is until Marty and his friend Doc Brown's time machine attracts the attention of the Decepticons. With one small mistake, Marty finds himself once again thrust into adventure to stop the Decepticon plot in the past, present, and future. All with the help of a new time machine, the Autobot Gigawatt. Actually, I'm not sure if this is a typo or not. It says gigawatt with an exclamation point, then an S, then an exclamation point. So I don't know if that's gigawatt. I don't know what the, I don't know what that's all about. I'm assuming that's a typo. But let me tell you about the book because it really was quite fun. So we open up during Back to the Future, the movie, the first movie. Marty is in the time machine for the first time. The Libyans are in that little Volkswagen bus and they're chasing him around the parking lot of the Twin Pines Mall. Well, we find that lurking behind a couple of bushes are a couple of Decepticons and they can hide behind bushes because these are two of the tapes, the tape cassette transformers that go to Soundwave. We have Ravage, who is the Black Panther, and we have Rumble, who's one of the humanoid robot looking dudes. He's, you know, they had two of them, Rumble and good Lord, who was the other one? Frenzy. And they, their arms turned to jackhammers and they pounded into the ground and created earthquakes. Those guys, they're about the size of humans. 
and they're watching this happen, and they're reporting back to Megatron and Soundwave, and basically they're there at Hill Valley to try to find if there is something there that they can use to create Energon cubes and defeat the Autobots and blah, 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 and all that. And Rumble is telling Megatron that Hill Valley's a bust. There's, there's nothing going on there. There's nothing special about this place. When suddenly, as happens in the movie, Marty and the time machine, the DeLorean, hits 88 miles per hour, and he vanishes. And Rumble's like, holy crap, this human just disappeared. And Megatron's scratching at his metal head. What do you mean? Have they have the humans invented teleportation? And so Ravage scans the area, and they find temporal waves, and they realize that this was a time machine. And Rumble says, well, that must be why he just showed back up. Because if you remember at the end of the movie, Marty comes back at the end a few minutes ahead of time so he could he could warn Doc Brown about the Libyans shooting him. But the time machine breaks down over at the old town square. The DeLorean won't start again, and Marty has to get out and run, and he arrives just in time to see Doc Brown shot down. So this is all happening in the comic as the Decepticons are watching. And so Megatron says, okay, you got to get that time machine. That's going to be a huge help to us. If we could jump around through time, holy crap. Think about the stuff we could do. That could help us defeat the Autobots. So Rumble and Ravage follow Doc and Marty back to Marty's house. Because again, you remember the end of the movie, they go back to Marty's house. Doc drops him off and says he's going to head to the future, 2015 to be exact. And it's at this point that Rumble and Ravage decide they're going to they're going to do something about this and they're going to get that time machine. Well, that's when Bumblebee shows up and he jumps them and they're fighting and he calls them Decepticreeps, which is really funny. It's very much the the Transformers in this book are from the cartoon. They're not from the movies, they're not from some of the other comics. These are the cartoon Transformers that I grew up with. And while they're fighting Optimus Prime radios Bumblebee and he's like, I need a report. I'm not, I'm not even gonna try to do Optimus Prime's voice. Not a gonna try. I'm not a gonna try. Well, Bumblebee says, I'm a little busy, Prime. I'm busting Decepta Chops. I actually I can't remember if he says I'm busting Decepta Chops. I think that was an Ironhide line from one of the cartoons. Anyway, Prime reminds Bumblebee not to let any of the humans see them. They're 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 fighting a secret war. The humans are going to freak out if they know that there are giant robot aliens running around Earth. So the fight kicks up a lot of noise and commotion, and it's at that point that Marty and Doc are like, what is that? What's going on? Are, are the terrorists back? Did they find us? Because in the movie, all that happens to the terrorists is when Marty goes into the past, the DeLorean disappears, the terrorists run into a one-hour photo. And they're just out of commission at that point. Nobody calls the cops on them. Nobody calls the military. We don't know if they're dead. We don't know if they're unconscious. And they just woke up at one point and said, ah, well, well we're, we're by ourselves. The, those, those guys got away. Let's just go back home. And, you know, darn it. Snap their finger. Dag nabbit. Seems like kind of a big plot hole, don't you think? Let's try not to think about it. Anyway, Marty and Docker start they start to freak out. Oh my gosh, is it the terrorists because we we just left them in that 1-hour photo. They they could have been just, you know, faking it for all we know. And they turn around and there is Bumblebee and Rumble and they've transformed into their disguises. Bumblebee is a yellow Volkswagen bug and Rumble is a cassette tape. So even the Decepticons are making sure that the humans don't know they're there. And so they've transformed and and Marty says, "Hey, look, it's a cassette tape on the ground." 
I wonder if there's any Van Halen on it. He actually says that. I wonder if there's any Van Halen on it. Hey, is there, actually, I think what he says is, is there a tape deck in the time machine? There might be some Van Halen on this tape, something to that effect. And they go to pick it up and Bumblebee just suddenly backs up and tries to run him over. Marty tackles Doc. Look out, Doc! And they drop the cassette and Bumblebee runs over the cassette and breaks it. And Doc is really kind of upset. Darn it, now we're never going to know what's on that tape. And Marty's like, so what? We almost died. What's the big deal? And Doc's like, ah, you're right. Why don't you go on and go to bed? I'll go to the future and, and everything will be fine. Don't worry about it. And so he jumps into the time machine and he heads off and he disappears into the twin lightning bolt arcs. And this is the first time Bumblebee is seeing this. And he's like, holy crap, Optimus, you got to see what just happened here. They got a time machine or something. Marty goes inside, he falls asleep. The next morning... His dad wakes him up. Marty, come on, get dressed. Why'd you sleep in? We're going to be in trouble. They're going to zap us. And he drags Marty out into the sunshine, into the open air. And we find out that Marty has woken up to a world that is now being run by the Decepticons. The humans are being forced to create Energon cubes for the Decepticons. They are being looked after by Biff Tannen, or as they call him, Contributor Biff, Contributor Tannen, I think. So he's working for the Decepticons. And Marty, of course, you know, he's freaking out. What happened? Oh, my goodness. This is not Hill Valley. What is going on? Something happened. Did Doc do something? To f- Holy crap. What happened? And he's trying to get answers and he's pushing his family. Come on, we got to do something. We can't just we can't just let this happen. This isn't right. This is not supposed to be here. Starscream shows up and he does this thing where he he asks Biff how everything's going. And Biff's like, uh, I'll, I'll have a report for you later. And Starscream, using his giant finger, taps him on the head and goes, Hello? Hello? Do you know what would happen if I came to Megatron with bad news? I need to know now. He's basically Biff Tannening. Biff Tannen. And so Marty decides he's going to fight back. He picks up a trash can lid and he throws it at Starscream like a Frisbee. It hits Starscream in the head. Does nothing, of course, to Starscream. And then Starscream transforms into a jet and starts chasing Marty around, shooting at him. Marty's about to die when suddenly the DeLorean is there. It still has the big antenna thing that they rigged back in 1955 to catch the the, the lightning from the, the wire strung across the street. It's still got that stuck in the back of it, and it's flying. And Marty's like, yay, Doc, he's come to rescue me. But then the DeLorean transforms into a robot. It's not Doc Brown. It's a robot, and I'm assuming this is Gigawatt, or Gigawatt, whatever if... <laughs> That's got to be a typo, right? Gigawatt! That seems like a weird name for a robot. Or is it Gigawatt, since they say Gigawatt in the the movie? 1.21 gigawatts! Remember that? Remember that scene? So maybe it's Gigawatt! Seems kind of silly. Anyway, he tells Marty that he needs to go to the future with him to help fix what happened. And that's when the issue ends. It was so much fun. The art was great. Here's here's what I loved about the art. Okay, it was kind of animated. It was kind of an animated style. And the guy did not... One thing I've always not liked about comic book adaptations of movies or TV shows, unless the movie or TV show is animated, is that the artist tries really hard to make the characters look just like the actors or actresses that played them in the movie or the TV show. Now, you're not going to look at this and not know that that's Marty McFly and that's Doc Brown. You don't have to make them look exactly like Christopher Lloyd and Michael J. Fox for you to understand that that's who this is. And so the artist makes a an animated version of Doc Brown 
and Marty McFly, which I really enjoyed. I really appreciated that because a lot of times when an artist goes out of their way to skillfully make their artist rendition of these characters look just like the actor or the actress, a lot of times they look very wooden. They look posed. They look like stills from a movie. They don't look, they don't flow across the page as they should in a sequential art form book. You know what I'm saying? And so this guy, he didn't try to do that. He made a very stylized, animated-like version of these characters, and it turned out great. I loved it. I thought it was perfect. It fit the tone because it was kind of a silly book. It wasn't super serious. It wasn't all slapsticky. It was kind of a bit in between, kind of like the movie. And I really appreciated that. At the same time, the Transformers looked like the Transformers. He did a great job. The artist really knocked it out of the park, in my opinion, on this book. And I really appreciated what he did and what he brought to this book. It's a great idea for a story so far. I like the idea that the DeLorean is now a Transformer. I don't know how that's going to work out. There's th- there's four issues total in this series. I don't know how that's going to work out for the other three issues. Because this is only a four-issue series, typically when I do these each month, if I buy the first issue for the book of the month and I love it, because I'm, I am low rent, I make no secret of that. I don't have a lot of money to spend on comics. So typically if I pick out one of these books for the month and I read it and I really enjoy it, then I'll look for the trade. Maybe I'll pick pick up the trade at some point, whether I read it through Hoopla, through the library for free, or maybe it'll come on Comixology Unlimited for free because I pay for that service, thanks to you, the patrons. Or maybe when the trade is released, I'll have a little extra income that I can pick it up. But because this is only four issues, I think I'm going to continue buying the other three issues because it was a lot of fun. I did really enjoy it. I thought it the the story flowed really well. I think it's a really good idea. I think the as silly as it sounds to have the Transformers with Marty McFly and Doc Brown, it seems to work because they don't take it all that seriously. I loved Starscream bullying Biff. You know, Biff does it twice in the movie to Marty's dad. Once in the past, hello, hello. Do you realize what would happen if I turned my homework in with your handwriting? I would get expelled. Is that what you want? Is it? Butthead. Do you remember that? And then he tells him again in present, you know, when he has Marty's dad doing his paperwork for him from work. Hello. Do you know what would happen if I turned in my paperwork in your handwriting? I'd get fired. So Starscream kind of does that to Biff, which I thought was pretty funny. Anyway, it was a fun book. It was a fun issue. If you picked it up and you read it, let me know what you think. You can tell me over on the Patreon thread if you are a patron member and you're listening to this through Patreon. If you are a Patreon member and you're also a member of the private Facebook group, we can talk about it over there if you want. I'll throw something up over there. Otherwise, if you're not listening to this until November and you're listening to it through Just Another Fanboy, then uh, look for my tweet. Find me on Facebook. I have a Just Another Fanboy page on Facebook. I'll definitely be posting it there. Come and tell me what you think over on Facebook. Beyond that, I'm done. If you got any feedback, you can send it to feedback at stevenrls.com. Again, you can join me on Twitter. I'm on Instagram, at stevenrls. You can find me over on Facebook, stevenrr. You can also find the Just Another Fanboy fan page over at Facebook, Just Another Fanboy Podcast. It's all over there, man. We're just doing some stuff. Well, we're trying to. We're trying to find some fun stuff to do for you guys, the patrons, over on the private Facebook page. That's different than the fan page. There's a fan page and there's a private group 
for just another fanboy for for the for the patrons for y'all. And again, if you want to become a patron, if you're listening to this through just another fanboy, go to www.patron.com slash Stephen R. Or little as a dollar a month. Dollar a month. That's one of those. I could afford that. Dollar a month. That's one of those amounts where you just go, okay, might as well. Boom, do it. And then you just kind of forget about it, right? <laughs> you just kind of forget about it. Except for you're going to get stuff from me. You're going to get threads. You're going to get posts. You're going to get polls. You're going to get episodes of my other podcast. You're going to get stuff from me that will bend your freaking mind and change your life. Probably not, but you will be entertained. Until then, folks, I'm out. Talk to you later. <laughs>